This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. What it really means to live like golden. Yeah, we're golden, baby, we're golden. They're about to see us shine, because we're golden. They can't ever break us down, because we're golden. They're about to see us glow, because we're golden. Alrighty, lads, we are back and... We are now going to be talking about websites and landing pages and some of the important elements, you know, that kind of, I mean, this is one that I'm really interested to to learn about because I don't spend much of my time in this part of our business. But I would imagine that, you know, in e-commerce, but in any business, you know, um, where the customer comes from and and how they get to you is is really important. So um, we'll start with coming back to this kind of point of the psychology of the customer, but the idea of like answering the unanswered questions and doing that with your website, because social media is great, but to be successful in social media isn't actually always to be selling your product. It's actually more about getting the attention there. And so social media, whether it's that, whether it's advertising, you know, um, and someone clicks through and they land on your website and they know nothing about you, You've just caught their attention on, you know, um, what what are those questions that we have to answer, and how does that play into the customer psychology? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we're looking talking about two specific things, right? Ads are to grab the attention of the prospect, and the sales page or the website is to do the selling of your product. So, you know, attention grabbing ads spark the interest, get the click, and now it's like onto your website or landing page that is now going to do like, I guess the deep selling for you, whether that's a service base or a, you know, e-commerce product or whatever, you know, it's now your, your website's job to sell that product for you. So again, you can imagine, um, think about yourself as a customer, you see an ad and it sparks your interest, whether it's going to be service based, whether that's going to be e-commerce, Generally, someone's going to be asking for your money, whether that's a product or a service or whatever. So if that sparked you, you're going to have 10 unanswered questions in your head. Is this product right for me? Is this product worth it? Like in terms of affordability, do other people get success from using this product? Is there other people in my position that have used this and have seen success? Like can I see other people using this product and are they saying that this is right for me? Like psychologically people don't think about it but you always have these unanswered questions in the, in your head of reasons why you're not going to part way with your money and that is the job of your sales page is to identify what those, you know, what your potential prospects might be thinking and then clearly listing these out to take away any of these unanswered questions to hopefully make them part way with their money. Mm. And so one of the one of the are we able to dive you you mentioned those questions. Are we able to dive into those and actually look at some of the elements that help answer those questions as well? Yeah, definitely. I think like the questions are going to be unique to your business because it's the questions around your product and all your service and what it's going to do for the customer. So obviously it's going to be different for one product versus a different service or a different business. But there's this really great saying, and I actually don't know who said it. I should probably find out because I say it every day, but it's a confused mind never buys. And if you're confused, you can't make a purchasing decision. And that's what comes back to what Clay's saying about these unanswered questions. If you have unanswered questions, 
you're confused. You're not in a state to buy because you don't understand what you're buying. So you're not going to part with your money. So a really good way for you to reverse engineer these unanswered questions is to go through your frequently asked questions that you get as a service business or a customer business, uh, sorry, product business and reverse engineer those and have those points on your sales page. Because if you find people are asking often the same thing like, oh, uh, will this work for me? You know that that's something that people are thinking. And if one person's asked it, a hundred people have thought it and not asked it. So you can reverse engineer your customers frequently asked questions and the information they give you to actually help start breaking this down. And you just need to, it can be very hard to do this in your own business because you're so in it and it's your own world you live in every day. It can be hard to put yourself in the mindset of someone who's never heard about your business. But a good thought exercise you can do is to sit down and be like, if I've never heard about my business before, my product, I don't know anything about it, what might I think? As I said, it's harder to do with something you're in because you're so in it. But if you can start with that stuff, that'll really help you to start thinking about what questions do people have. And surveys, surveying your customers is another thing you can do, getting feedback. But you'll find your customers or your potential customers or like even your chat support help on your website, any of those things, people are going to be telling you what those unanswered questions are. And you just need to figure out how to communicate that information to them on the page. Yeah, it's it's so like I mean I think you learn this over time, but you know it's also a really great like I know in service like understanding your unhappy uh, unhappy customers and and you know potentially um, people that didn't buy as well is is you know it's it's just as equally um, valuable understanding them as it is the customers that you already have and understanding that difference. How does this filter into a structure? Like I, that's the question I have. Like I'm mm, sitting here and yep. I'm like, oh, that's great. I understand my customer psychology. How do I und? Because I know that it's not as simple as like the you know the like click funnels, get a fucking template and run that. Like I like you have to understand it. Like how do I understand based on that conversation we just had? We're answering this set of questions. Like how do I then understand like this the or I tie those two concepts together of like, cool, this is a this is my landing page on my website and then this is my customer psychology and they're coming from here. Like what now? Yep. Yeah, cool. Like I think, again, it's going to be different for each product or service and it's really about even with our own agency, right, like it took a lot of tweaks to of information and the way that we said things and the displaying of information to – get it down to a rock solid point that we were happy with and it was converting well. So again, I guess the the baseline you can always start is like like put all this down in, on paper like and then you want to think about the customer journey. So like when someone lands on your site, what are the first what's the first thing they're seeing? Like what is the first thing that you're showing them and what's the first headline? What's the first um, unique selling proposition that you've got on your site? okay, after they read that, what do I think psychologically I should put next? Like if I've put, you know, a unique selling proposition here and then maybe the next part is I'm telling them why and how this is our unique selling proposition and why it's different. And then I'm showing them, you know, and then the next part I might be showing them, hey, here's, you know, 10 customers that are saying how different our product is that is then reinstating what I've just said above. So again, there isn't like a, I guess like a set formula, but again, it's like try and think about the customer journey and like try to really take yourself out of the shoes of it's your business. Like think about I'm going to this site. What would I be thinking in my head? What do I need to see next? What's the kind of information? 
And again, the best way that you can do that is like go and look at the brands that are doing it really well and you will start to see a formula of how they display their headlines, what do they have next, like what's above the fold, what's the next scroll down. Like you will see the way they list their information is very, very similar and again, there's no set formula. It's about what works for you. You need to test it but you'll start to see very like the same similarities, I guess. Maybe a better question is what are the must-haves, right? Like, mm. like okay, if we're thinking about a, a global site or a landing page, let's maybe look more at a website because I think, uh, not that they're more relevant, like landing pages are great too, but like what are the absolute must-haves and the rocks that every website should be functionally achieving with the customer and should have on them? That's a really good question. I think it goes back to what Clay said, which is customer journey you need to understand that the person that's clicked on your ad or they've gone to your website, they only have one question in their head and it's what's in it for me. So you need to do the best job at answering that on what's called above the fold, which is the first part of the screen that loads. So say you're on a mobile, on that first screen, you need to get that in there. It's, we spoke a lot in our last episode about communicating benefits and that's what you need to do. Like that's why people are going to buy. You need to make sure that you have a headline or some information that's going to clearly hook them in and make them understand what's in it for them and the transformation that would happen. So say for a service-based business, uh, you might be, be able to say like, uh, get a full podcast and 10 social media clips in only seven days. That's a hook and it's a benefit and what's in it for them. And you need to have that, the most important part is that above the fold, that first screen, because it doesn't matter how good the rest of your page is, if they don't get past that first part of the screen that loads and they're out, they're never gonna look at the rest of the information. So I'd say one thing that you really wanna make sure you get up high is the benefits. And this is what we touched on last episode, but people buy off benefits, not features. And if you look at e-commerce stores, what they normally have is a photo and then they have a dot point of features and then they'll have like a sizing chart and then something else. And then somewhere they'll have their benefit buried in a foldable menu, which tells the person what the product's actually gonna do for them. And one of the number one things we do when we work on client CRO is get that benefit up straight up the top because that's telling the customer what the product's actually going to deliver for them and actually help them when they actually purchase the product. So I'd say you need to have your hook at the start presented as a benefit and answers for the customer what's in it for them. You need to display your product or service and you need to be focused on benefits, transformation, what the product or service is going to do for them. You obviously have to have a call to action, which in e-commerce is add to cart or purchase. In lead generation, it might be schedule a call. It could be fill out a form. Uh, you need to make sure that the call to action is really important, especially in sales pages and lead gen, you need to make it clear to people what action you want them to take. So make sure there's multiple times where they can actually click a button to reach out to you or or take an action. Yeah. And so is there a difference between showing them and telling them, right? Like, so like what I mean by that is like your page can't be so too heavy on on, on, on the written word. Right, so like obviously I would imagine in e-com it's really important to not only tell them the benefit but show them more importantly. And, and you know, that's every business and I guess that's where social proof comes into it as well. But like, it, you know, strategically is there, is that something that you guys look at is like maybe covering both of them? And, and so yeah. it's like there is, there is social proof, there is examples. For sure. And like, as you said, like everything, everyone's different. Like you can show them, you can write it. And again, this really goes back to like your customer, your persona. Like, are they readers or are they like, are they visual learners? Can I put graphics on my landing page that clearly explain the things that I want to explain? Like, can I put images? Can I put videos here? Like, again, these are all the things that you need to sort of try and test. 
And again, like probably a perfect example of um, we audited a supplement keto brand the other day, right? And spoke to him maybe like six months ago, had a really bad experience, come back. Now, I just looked at his site and he's selling, I guess, like a weight loss uh, supplement. So fitness, supplements, super skeptical, and you're sort of tipping the psychology of the customer is someone that's looking to buy a tablet to lose weight might have bought multiple of these products before. They've had six gym memberships over the last three years. <laughs> Correct. So you think about all the questions that these guys are going to have in their head, like is this another pill that's just a scam? Like what side effects does this have? Is this going to work for me? Can I see other people that are similar size to me and have they lost weight from it? Like how much does this cost? Is this like the same price as other products out there? What's the difference between this and anything else that I've taken? And it's like, it didn't have any of that. And then I look at, you know, another brand, for example, they're called Obvi. They're a massive brand in USA. I go to their sales page and it's just like all these things that I was thinking, they had clearly listed out. And their product page for one product was literally like it was scroll, scroll, scroll. And they had like scientific studies on there. They had before and afters. They had, you know, graphs. They had everything. And like they'd done such a good job of like thinking about all the potential questions that their customers have had. Well, they've obviously thought about it, but then over time, like they nailed down. They know exactly, they're surveying their customers. They know what are their pain points? You know, what are the unanswered questions they have? Why, as you said before, like interviewing your customers that didn't, well, potential customers that didn't buy, like why, what was the reason why you came here and you didn't buy? Like all this stuff is invaluable and they've just developed this, you know, if someone went on it, you're like, wow, this is so much information, but it really depends on what your product or service is because if you're selling you know, a service for say five grand or whatever it may be, well, people are going to need a lot more information than just a couple of graphs and whatnot. Like they're going to need to be super sure. So again, th there's never one answer for everyone and it's really about finding out like your customers and finding, I guess, like the right formula that's going to work for them and for your business. And obviously that's going to come down to how much, you know, sales are you doing through it and can you think you can improve it? Yeah. And I think to piggyback off that, like with your question, Carl, what Clay said is like, you're right. You, you don't want to have to make people work for it. Like if you just bombard them with information, that's going to create a confused mind as well. So the objective just with all marketing is get the message to them in the most simple and clear, understand, like easy to understand way that they don't have to work for. And if you go check out, like if you're at home, definitely jump on and check out Obvivran because it is a really long page, but they've done such a good job at condensing down the information and giving it into the way that's easiest to understand. So when they're talking about the scientific results, they have a graph because you can look at it and immediately interpret the information instead of having to read a slab of text. So on your sales page, you want to get the information to people in the way that's easiest for the consume. It could be a video, it could be images, it could be dot points. It's going to depend on your brand and how it's laid out. But that's the, the key behind it. It's like, you've got to have all that information, you've got to have those answer questions, but you can't expect people to sit there and read a 10,000 word essay on your product. Like you've got to make it easy for them to consume. Yeah, and and something that, you know, I've pieced together in my head as you guys have been speaking is you mentioned the customer journey before, but also not only is the information simple, but is it in the right order? Like you mentioned the structure and I think 
structure can be different, obviously, for every brand, but, but really understanding your customer's psychology when they land and what do they want to see. So like, okay, the first thing they should see should hook them in. It should engage them, which, you know, for, um, was it Obvi? Yep. Like, you know, they're probably hooking you in and then because they hook you in, they can actually deliver you a large set of information to get the sale. Whereas yeah. if if they were putting something random up the top and they're not engaging you, like unless that very first five seconds captures my attention to want to keep reading, I'm probably going to scroll through and say, well, what the fuck is this? Like yeah. there's no yeah. way I'm spending five minutes of my time reading this. But yeah. if they hook me and they go – like that, that, that very first second I'm on the page, it's like this thing hits me in the eyes and I'm like, fuck, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or like, oh shit. Like I've been through that. Then it's like, okay, great. Like, yeah, cool. I'm going to read this yeah, because yeah. they've got my attention. And I think like that's what I'm getting from what you're saying is like, there's no one way fit yeah. the, for every business, but it's like, understand that customer, understand the cut, you know, the journey you want to take them on. And more importantly, you know, structure not only get the information right and put all the information there, like, but but structure it in a way yep. that's going to keep them wanting more and more and more. And I yeah. think about sales because that's the way I'm driven. But like, you know, what I always try to do is like one, make sure the person doesn't feel like I'm trying to. They don't. You don't want it to feel like a sales call, even no, though they yeah. we all know it is. Yep. But I I want to get them nodding. Yep. yep. Right. Like like you know that's that's for me is like step one nodding. You know like get them nodding and, and the more they nod and the, if I continuously get these nods and like I do it through simple truth or false questions. Yep. You know, yeah. like, okay, you ask them a question, you should already know this person that's sitting in front of you because if you've done your job properly before that point, you know that it's good. Yep. And then you're asking them true or false questions, getting them to nod. And the more nods I get, the more chance I'm going to, you know, make this sale. And I think about the same thing as like a landing page, right? It's like, you know, you want this person being like, whoop, yep, you've got my attention. And and that's usually the question you ask them, which is like, you know, for me, it's like, oh, you guys struggle with creating content. Oh, cool. Like, is it because of the inputs? Is it because of the operations? Is it because you don't have someone creative in your team? It's because you, you really don't like, you know, dancing on TikTok. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I fucking, no, there's no way we can do that. And I'm like, oh, great. Like podcasting is really efficient, you know, like, and, and so like, you, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, like they're like, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, like more, yep. more, 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 right? And I think it's like very similar to that. And again, I'm sales driven. So like yep. if you asked me to structure a landing page, I would like before today I would have been like, oh, I'll struggle with this. But I think that's what I'm getting from this. It's like similar to how you structure a sales call, let's try to follow a similar process for a, a landing page. Yeah, you're right, man. It's exactly the same because it's just your digital salesperson. Like you go in a retail store, you have a sales clerk, you speak to a service-based business, you have someone on the phone to help answer your questions, you go to a website, you've got a sales page. That's its job is to be your salesperson. And it, you said something so spot on before, which is like, if you hook their attention, then they'll pay attention to rest. And the way you've got to hook their attention is by telling them what's in it for them, because then that's going to give them value proposition. They're going to understand what's in it for them. And then they're going to want to read more to understand how that's actually going to apply to them and how it's going to work. So it is the same as a sales call. Like that, it is a digital version of sales call. For e-commerce, it's more condensed, but it's still your salesperson. And then for, obviously, as Clay said, like if you're selling a $10,000 per month service, you may have to have more information, but you're going to make sure you have them hooked in and you have that structured in a good way. Yeah, and it's so true. Like what is their biggest pain point and just smack them in the eyes with it. Yeah. Like well, that's literally it. Going back to, you know, that brand we've been talking about, Obvi, I think their unique saying propositional was like, uh, burn stubborn belly fat. 
So it's like that's the thing that's hooked people in and specifically targeted at women. So you land on that page and it's like burn stubborn belly fat and then they're like bullshit. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, the next part here is we did a triple blind reverse study that showed that women aged 40 to 60 lost on average one inch of body fat like in a month by taking this supplement. And they're like, holy shit. And then it's the next one. See, you know, 50 women like you who have used our product and burned inches off their stomach. More, more, more. But it's like I started with the hook, then it's like shit. Like obviously my hook is burnt stubborn belly fat. The next thing they're going to be thinking is like bullshit. Well, bullshit, here's the study. Bullshit, yeah. here's the customers that you can see clearly use it. Bullshit, here's the testimonials. Here's more things. It's like that's how like obviously we're talking about customer journey, but it's like, that's how you can start to think of it. It's like, you've got your hook, the thing that's driven them in. Okay, what's the next thing? They're going to be like, if you've got an outrageous hook, like we guarantee, you know, uh, 100,000 podcast followers in one month. Well, it's like that person's going to say bullshit. But then the next part is you saying, here's 10 of our customers yeah. with a video saying that, you know, you guys, Kyle got me 100,000 100, um followers okay i'm reading on now i'm interested what more do i need to show them so it's like that's how you need to start thinking about your customer journey and what's the next thing that's going to flow on from you know my hook my headline my value proposition what do i need to show them next okay what do i think they're going to think about next and again there's no set formula but it's like every good you know sales page or e-commerce business they will be constantly trying to test and improve this. Like, can we make this better? Can we make this look better? Can we use this headline over this headline? Like, again, it's all about testing and finding like a winning formula that works for you guys. And yeah, I mean, I agree hundred wholeheartedly with all of that. I think that's great information. And, and even for me, it helps me kind of conceptualize what I need to do if, if I'm going to be embarking on, on building, you know, some sort of page. How important, I mean, this is probably more an e-com business um, and I actually remember Timmy saying this to me in the early days was like they, they were so on it with their customer service and, their, and like their, you know, w w with their customers but also potential customers with their website and like, you know, actually communicating with people and, and, and helping them at that point of purchase. How, like, is that a massive opportunity for businesses? Oh, for sure. The gold mine in e-commerce is return customer rate. You can acquire someone once from ads and they come back and buy a second, third, fourth, fifth time through email. It's all profit. There's no cost to advertising apart from your good. So like customer services, everything. And the brands, you watch the brands that have done well, the ones become e-commerce giants. They have loyal customers that come back and shop with them multiple times, which means they're not dependent on customer acquisition. They also understand that acquiring customers are going to allow them to grow because they can back on their customers coming back and forth. And that is all part of the customer experience and the customer journey. And once again, that's like Frontrun have done a lot of, well, everything right. And they looked after their customers. They've created a loyal fan club of customers and that's all reflected in the way they do everything on the website. But having that, like if you want to grow any kind of business, like a service-based business, referrals, that all comes from uh, looking after your customers, return business, it's how all good business is generated. Like if people are only buying from you once, but you have a, a product they can buy multiple times, you need to look at why they're not coming back and buying. And Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're McDonald's, you know, if you go to the same McDonald's all the time and they constantly fuck your order, don't give you your sources or forget your shit. 
where you're just not going to go there again. And it's like, I think a lot of people, I don't know what it is, but like e-commerce, people seem to think that, that I don't know, doesn't they, exist. that doesn't exist. But like, man, the smallest things like replying to comments, making sure your inboxes are on time, like making get, getting back to people ASAP, replying to emails, like obviously there's drainers out there, but it's like if someone has one bad experience, people are looking for any excuse not to buy from you again. So like we live in a world where people want things like that and they can get things like that, instant gratification. It's like they buy from you and then they don't hear from you for three, four days. It's like they're not going to trust you to buy again. And like as Nathan said, you know, the the gold mine in e-commerce or any business is a recurring revenue. You acquire them once, you pay to acquire them and they stay on, whether that's service, whether that's e-commerce, if you can consistently get money out of them that doesn't cost you anything, well, that's all profit besides, you know, your, your cost of your goods and or your services. But like whether that be a product or a service, you need, they need a service. It's like if you don't reply to your comments, if you don't post, if you don't get back to your emails, like, if you don't like, if you have a bad returns policy, if you like, it's why Amazon's the most yeah. like you know. It's like Amazon. Why they are such a successful business is like they just don't give you a reason to leave, right? And Never. like, the idea of them doing their own fulfillment, like, is is such a big one. And the customer service that you get at Amazon, and you kind of mentioned it before, is like Jeff's thing is like you know your margin is my opportunity. But the idea of like you know, like I think it's like 79% of families and households in America have Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah. Like that is so fucking wild. But the idea of like you keep stacking this value yep. and you just don't give them a reason to leave and that's where that customer service and 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 I mean for if we're thinking about smaller business, like Amazon is such a big business, but if you think about smaller businesses, like I think even in what I do, it's our biggest opportunity is like, it's not the function. It's actually what we wrap around that, which, you know, and that's for us, we see it as a massive opportunity, but I think for every business, it's just such a huge opportunity. Yeah, and it's the exact same for our our agency, right? Uh, you know, we speak to so many people or we work with people who have, you know, gone to other agencies or I said, you know, have had someone in their marketing team and they've they've been burnt and like we've, found all these frequently asked questions, like all these pain points that people have had, you know, they sign up with a marketing agency and they get palmed to a junior. So like, okay, our services, you sign up to our marketing agency, you speak to me or Nathan and you work directly with me or Nathan. Cause we know that's a pain point for people, but that's also good customer service. People want, if you're selling them on the phone and then all of a sudden they never see you again, like that's bad service. So we knew that, okay, that's that's a pain point that people have and probably at the detriment of our business, you know, me and Nathan work closely with everyone so we're really capped at how many people we can work with but we never wanted to be that kind of agency that, you know, got someone in, was taking their money. There's and, purpose behind what yeah, you do. And yeah, they, and, and they never saw us again and, okay, these guys don't really give a shit about my my business, my brand or my profits or anything, they were just here to sell me on the phone and I never see them again. So like that was super important to us when we started that we were going to be different like at the expense of… To USP. 
Yeah. It's our unique selling proposition. And, and it's customer retention. Like that's our equivalent return customer rate. It's like our customers don't buy from us once and then go and come back. They stay with us. So as is all around customer retention, it's like to bring it back to the topic of this conversation, they're the points that are on our sales page. Like you will work with us directly, not be palmed off to a junior. Another pain point that we know that clients have in our industry is they get sold by a marketing agency and they get locked into a six month upfront contract. So we offer month to month because we believe they should stay with us because we're getting results. But that's what's on our sales page, which comes back to what we spoke about in the last episode about marketing psychology. So it always all ties together. But I think it, the, the basis of it is it's like, you need to understand the people that you're talking to so you communicate this on your landing page, on your sales page, in the communication, on your website. Yeah, it's such a good conversation. We're going to wrap this episode there, but I mean, I think that should give you conceptually a really good understanding of more importantly, the principles of, of selling yeah, rather than at building a landing page, which is kind of what we're doing. One last quick tip for people. The best thing you can do is go look at really successful brands in your industry that do large amounts of sales and spend heaps of money on advertising and study their landing pages because they have spent millions of dollars putting spend through it, had heaps of traffic and figured out what works and you'll be able to pick up consistencies on the way it's structured. And that is the, the best thing you can do. Go look at successful brands and how they have it structured because it's structured like that for a reason. Don't just copy them either. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Make it your own. That's the whole thing. Like understand what's, you know, your business, your customers. Yes, you can follow the formula, but don't just copy what someone else has done. Make it unique to your customers, your problem, uh, their problems, their needs, their wants, like make it personalized. You know, you never see any of these massive multi-million dollar brands that are just ripping someone else's thing. So again, make it your own. Don't just go and rip it. Love it. Thanks, guys.